Wow, so good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How exciting it is that our, the uh, Elam mother poster girl happens to be Margaret Ling, one of our girls, which is super exciting. We've got something special today for uh, Mother's Day, and I'd like to invite our three special mothers. We're going to have a panel discussion today to talk about what it is to be a mum. And so I'd love to invite up today, uh, firstly, Lizzie, my lovely wife, coming up, Elizabeth. Also, May. May, do you want to come up here? And then also, Margaret. Come on up and join me up on stage. Uh, it'll be great. Can we put our hands together and welcome these spectacular ladies as they come? Great stuff. And there should be microphones for you all and there is also a baby bottle. Yes, there's a baby bottle. Now, we're going to kick off today by playing a fun little game called... I don't know what it's called. What's it called? I have never. Is that what it's called? I don't know. So I'm going to ask our mums a bunch of questions to just warm things up, and they're only allowed to answer by either holding up, I have, or I have never. Okay? Ladies, lovely to have you guys with us. Can we all maybe make sure that our microphones are working? So can you just like say hello and maybe introduce yourself and say how many children you have uh, in, your, in the microphone so we know that it's all working. My name is Liz and I have four children. Right, good start. So the score is 4-0 so far. Margaret. Is it not working? It's working? Hello? Hello. Hello. Anyone home? Hello. Great. Is that working? Yep, I've got two kids. Great. Is that working, guys? I've got three children. Great. May's got three children. If that's not working, I trust one of our tech team will make that work for us immediately. That is so good. Okay, so while we're sorting that out, uh, real privilege to have these lovely ladies here today. And happy Mother's Day to everyone, by the way, as well. Um, but let me start off by asking a few questions. Um, it's so important for us to realise that our mothers in our lives are... Uh, such a source of wisdom to us. You know, in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. This is advice that has been given to every generation uh, of Jewish boy and girl, uh, read out of the Holy Scriptures uh, since the law was given, and I think it's a great reminder for us today. So we're going to begin by asking you, uh, have you or have you not done the following things? Okay, so we know how the signs work. You just hold it up and then you flip it over so that everyone can see where you are at. Are we good? Okay, here we go. We're going to start with this one. Have you ever left one of your children somewhere by accident? Oh, look at that. Oh, that's awesome. Man, pastor's wife, eh? That's okay. That's great. Left them at church. At least you left them at church, honey. That's okay. I won't talk about the times I left them somewhere. Okay, next one is this. Have you ever caught vomit with your hands? <laughs> awesome. Okay, have you ever eaten baby food? Wow. Okay, this is like a real snapshot into mum life, isn't it? Okay, how about this one? Have you ever accidentally dozed off or gone to sleep sitting on the toilet? <laughs> okay. Have you ever Googled your kids' symptoms because you weren't sure if they were sick or not? All right, that's good. <laughs> Have you ever forgotten a child that you had put in time out? <laughs> that's great. It's so good that our children are able to just remind Liz 
of some of these things as we go. Okay, have you ever eaten a treat in hiding where your kids couldn't catch you? <laughs> so good. All right. Have you ever secretly thrown away a kid's toy because you hated it? <laughs> That's great. Okay, we've got just a couple left here. Uh, have you ever lost your child? Like in a mall or somewhere like that? Lost them, like temp- just temporarily. Temporarily, but okay, okay. it's good. Okay. Okay, this is a particularly special one. Have you ever had to change your clothes after changing a nappy? <laughs> oh my gosh. And lastly, have you ever snuck back into your child's bedroom to watch them sleep in wonder and gratitude to God for so blessing you with this child? That's so good. Look, wicker man, that's just so good. Bit of fun. Okay, you can put your baby bottles down now, and I believe you've all got a coffee. Thank you, Joe Ling. That is absolutely amazing. So you can enjoy your coffees. Let's just kick off, though. Why don't we start with you, May? Tell us about your mum. One way to describe her would be she's very sacrificial because my dad died when I was two, and my sister was just barely a month old. With eight children to bring her, yeah, she sacrificed her whole life, basically, yeah, for us. Wow. Yeah. Uh, So hold on. So your mum raised eight children by herself. Yes. How did she, how did she even do that? Um, well, when my dad passed away, he had a little business, um, like furniture making. So she liquidated all that. And so when I was little, I also helped, like she would do home industry. I mean, those days, well, paper bags back in fashion, thank God. So yeah. she, she did all those paperwork, you yeah. know, like, you know, you glue them together yeah. to make paper bags. Yeah, and bring us all up. And she sold those where? What's that? So the bags that she made. Oh, so it's like cottage industry. They, you know, someone would send it and then with all the, the paper, and then she just cook the glue and then she would just paste them. Yeah. And she made these and raised eight of you. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's very, yeah, it's, it's a hard well, I think we need to give May's mum a hand, yeah. a hand right now. I think, like, that is unbelievable. Is your, is your mother still alive, May, or is she passed uh, No, unfortunately not. She okay. passed away when Yijong was only four months old. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. You've had an incredible example. Yes, totally. Beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful. Max, can you tell us a little bit about your mum? Uh, yep, three words to describe my mum would be resilient, caring, and passionate. Wow, fantastic. Your mum is lovely. I, I, we've met your mum and she's pretty special. That is awesome. Lizzie, why don't you tell us a little bit about your mum? Oh, my mum was lovely. She, she would always tell me that she loved me to the point that I'd get really grumpy with her, um, which is something I now do with my own kids. But my mum had this, on one hand, she was this amazing, like she, did, she became a nurse and she travelled overseas and went to Egypt and did all these things as a single woman. And on the other hand, you know, she, she suffered in life with chronic illness and addiction. So my mother, you know, like, I, I'm really excited to get to heaven one day because mum passed about 11 years ago. Really excited to get to heaven because I'm going to work that out. You know, amazing. Love, love my mum. And, um, but, you know, there was a couple, couple of... On one hand, she, she really struggled. Life was hard. On the other hand, she did some incredible things in her life. Great. Um, so, you know, it's cool. Great. So let's stay with you for a second, Lizzie. What are three lessons that you learned from your mum? I learned to say, I learned from my mum that you say, I love you all the time. And right. that's something that I do with my kids. 
And I love now, because my kids now do that with me. So, you know, you can be... You know what it's like when you're on the phone to somebody and then you say, at the end of the conversation, you say, I love you, and it's like the wrong person. It's like your boss or something. It's kind of, our family's a little bit like that. And we say, I love you a lot. And, um, you know, on one hand, is that cliche? It's not. It's, it's, a, it's, it's precious to us. And I love that my mum did that for me. I love that Mike and I have done that with our kids, and I love that our kids now do that with us and their friends and anybody. That's awesome. So that would be one thing. Um, something else I learned from my mum was that um, gardening is good for the soul. She was a great gardener and um, she used to take herself off to the garden for hours and hours and hours. And um, as a young mum, I found what that was that she was doing. It wasn't always about the gardening. <laughs> um, and so as a young mum, did a, did a lot of gardening, don't these days. And um, third thing I learned from my mum um, is to fight, to be a fighter. Um, yeah, mum Great. was a real fighter, so I, I learned that, uh, you know, I need to be a fighter too. Great. Yeah. Great lessons, unbelievable. Marg, how about you? Three lessons that you've learned from your mum. Um, I would say, um, yeah, I think my mum's a fighter too. You, you're resilient, you have... Um, is your mum here today, Mags, or not? She is, sorry, yes, that's what I'm she like, is. you, mum. Where is she? Give us a wave. <laughs> oh, there she is. So nice to see you again. That's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, come on, let's give her a hand. Great to have you with us today. So great. Tell us these lessons quickly from I your think, mum. Um, yeah, mum. So be a fighter. Yeah, uh, you have, uh, she has um, been, um, uh, she's learnt to um, adapt to new culture, new way of living, um, and she's really shown me how to... Um, uh, she's actually really confident, more confident than I than I am, and I would love to be more like that too. Um, and um, she's taught me how to care and to love and to not be um, <clears throat> nervous to show um, the love that I have or the care that I have for someone, right. whether it's a neighbour or someone. She's very um, open to giving someone baking or any food that she has or across the road if she meets someone new, she'll know their name, she'll remember their name and I'm like, I cannot remember names but she definitely can um, and she, yeah, is just not scared to give. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. May, what are three lessons from your mum? Um, strength. I would say she's so such, you know, she was such a strong woman and she has to be, I guess. Mm. And I guess the greatest gifts I got from her is her hospitality and the gift of cooking. Yeah, because so, yeah. I used to just stand by the doorpost and, you know, the kitchen doorpost and she'd be cooking and she'd be telling me all the little tips and little things. So, so going back when my sisters got married, like the younger ones, they would phone me and say, what did mom do? And <laughs> I would tell them like, all the little secrets. Yeah. And I think I love that. She has all, I mean, she, yeah, she has always been so hospitable, even wow. though we were like one of the poor among her siblings. She yeah. came from a family of eight as well. Wow. But Chinese New Year, our home is always filled with all my uncles and cousins, and we will eat and share. And she just cook, and she just love it. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. So that's yeah, not just a gift to you, that's a gift to In Leong as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's she's, great. she's very generous. Man. Yeah, she was very generous. <laughs> great. <laughs> she about his weight. So. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Any more lessons that you learned from your mum just quickly? I'm sure uh, there's lots and yeah, lots. There are lots, like kindness and also the um, wisdom. Because she, I mean, she was both mum and dad. Mm. I mean, there will be situations like we throw her a curveball and then she will have to think about it. And I mean, there were times, because I, even though I was the, one of the younger ones, I'm the seventh, you know, so okay. one of the younger ones. 
like when my older siblings they get into trouble or something, I've seen her in tears, mm. and I've seen her, you know, think about it, and she was so wise. Yeah. Wonderful. What an yeah. extraordinary example. Yeah. That's totally. great. Yeah. That's great. Um, now I know that we all do dumb stuff as parents, right? Like I, I know I've I've done dumb stuff. I'm sure if you're a parent here, I'm sure you've done dumb stuff. Um, so, and just can maybe you can tell us one story of when either you or your husband uh, did something dumb that worked out okay, right? We want happy endings here, happy endings. But maybe what's one thing that you've done that was like that was crazy? I don't know why I did that. Uh, either you or your husband. Come on, share, share. We're going to open up today and you know, share. So, May, do you want to start with that? Or? Uh, well, we still feel bad up to today, Inglong <laughs> and I. Um, but it was a stressful period of, you know, uh, because we were here only like our second week in New Zealand and Yi Chong was only four years old. So, we were well, Inglong was supposed to go down to Waikato University. So, we were down there in the motel looking for a, a place to rent, trying to get his university started and all that. And Yi Chong actually fell off the playground because it was bark area, so we didn't even know. And he cried the whole night. And we said, okay, give him some Panadol, put him to sleep. A little do we not realize that he actually had a fracture, you know, like a hairline fracture in his arm. Yeah. So the next morning, I mean, thank God for friends. They said, oh, do you know in New Zealand we have ACC? There's such a thing. So we took him and he's got x-ray and he got his arms fixed. That is great. <laughs> oh, so you chung out, poor guy, eh? Like just... And you broke your arm. Well, suck it up, cupcake. You're going to be fine. That's great. No, that's great. That's, that's strength. I'm impressed. That's awesome. Have a, have a, that's, that's great, mate. Mark, and just so you know, we did the same with Ali. Right? So, but it was two weeks. Okay. Uh, Margaret Lang. Um, it's one of those kind of epiphanies. Or oh, no, not epiphanies. Lindley, actually. I'm going to share the story. I have a six-year-old already, but at the time he would have been five years old been a baby already, done my dash with him, but then we had Ezra, at the time he must have been about six months old, and um, I was changing him, you know, trying to, in front of Lindley, and trying to pull up his onesie off him upwards, and she's like, you realise that, you know, the babies, you know, they have the shoulder flaps, they're the onesies, those shoulder flaps, you know what they're for, eh? And I'm like, no, <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one who doesn't know this, but... Therefore, bringing the shoulders down, so if you're changing the baby, it's to pull them down easily, and so if they've got poop or anything, it doesn't go up past their head. I didn't know that was Zeke, so... Right. maybe I'm the only one that didn't know that, but if anyone doesn't, that's okay, you're welcome. That, that's exactly right. That's a freebie. That's yeah. awesome. But Wonderful. yeah, I didn't know that one. Thanks, Lindley. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, they're just that's there, great. and you think... Okay. Thanks, Max. Okay, Elizabeth. So, two... I know you said one, but... So there was a time that Ellie was eight weeks old, so brand new baby, eight weeks old, and Mike wanted to go and play golf, <laughs> but he promised me a sleep. So he uh, duct taped the golf clubs to the side of the pram and took the eight-week baby out in the golf course. So there was that day, it worked out at about, around about sort of two-thirds of the way through that that wasn't working because the baby was crying, brought the baby home, didn't finish the game of golf. But there was the other time, it was the day that the baby had come home from hospital. It was the same baby, Ellie, sorry. Um, and, you know, the car seat, those car seats, trying to figure out those car seats, they're a little bit of a mission. So we've got her in the living room. We've brought her home from the hospital that day, and she's in her car seat, so content. Mike's just trying to work out how to kind of get the straps so they're more secure because they're not, you know, they're a little bit loose. 
So he's trying to work it out. So he goes, oh, well. So he gets the car seat and flips it over to try and look at the other side, and the baby falls out <laughs> onto the lid. Let's just say that was our first phone call to Healthline. <laughs> she seems okay today, though. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, darling. I couldn't think of any about me. I just what? could only what? think of them about you. Yeah. You could have asked me. I'm sure I could have furnished. Actually, the sad thing is almost... We'll wait till Father's Day. Okay, let's move on rapidly. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 66, it says, uh, As a mother comforts your child, so will I comfort you. It's such a beautiful picture, I think, uh, and such a great reminder for us of the way God loves us and cares for us. Tell us about one of your favorite moments or one of your memories as a mum with one of your children and why it was meaningful to you. Max, do you want to start for us? Sure. Um... One of my memorable moments would be with Zeke, actually. Um, in the, he's my oldest son. He's six years old. Um, whenever we get to be by the ocean in the waves <coughs> and being in the sea, um, purely because he actually doesn't like being near, near the sea or waves or anything like that. He's a very sensitive boy. So touch, saltiness, all of that stuff, really gets him going, he just does not like it. But every now and then, um, he'll brave the water and he'll go in. And um, I love those moments, because it's always like, he's just inching towards that scary place. Yeah, but, um, and uh, so I always take snapshots, because they don't happen often, but it's so nice to see as a mum, you know, them kind of braving that. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then in Da Nang, when we were in Vietnam, we um, ended up just, the water was lovely. It's not cold like here in New Zealand. So it's warm and lovely. So we ended up just thrashing the waves, just him and I, for, I don't know, it would have been an hour or something. Wow. And, um, yeah, that would be my favourite moment, just seeing him just watch it, just, yeah, being like a ninja and then getting salt in his mouth and, like, hating it and then crashing over again and then realising he can do this again and facing Wonderful. the waves. It was such a cool, like, yeah. So, re I so really seeing your boy explore his boundaries and yeah. grow in confidence and overcome little things. Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's great. Love Wonderful. It. Fantastic. All right, who's next? I think for me it's been the moments when, yes, we passed our restricted or, yes, we passed our learner's driving test or it's those moments. It's when you wave goodbye to them and they're off on a school trip overseas to Israel or, you know, like some of our kids have done that or um, overseas to Fiji or it's when they've done things that are kind of like scary, big, or they've saved heaps of money, worked really hard, and then bought something that, that's been hard, you know, that's, that's, that's really precious to them. So I think for me it's, it's been those sort of moments, um, you know, watching them ride a bike without you there, drive a car, just, just it's been those sort of moments, all those sort of moments when you actually, them leaving school for me has been really big and you know, like realising that, oh my goodness, like they've got to make their way now. And um, that's been big as well, where they, where they have to step into the adult decisions and um, make the calls on things has all been kind of massive because you want to care and nurture and <laughs> give the advice and tell them what to do, but they don't actually want it anymore. And it's really exciting on one hand. And on the other hand, it's like, but, you know, so yeah, for me, it's been those, it's been those moments where they've stepped out and they don't, not, so, needing mum is not what they need. They actually need to be. So it's kind of the same thing as what Mark's talking about, right? Yeah. 
seeing the kids take those big steps, moving into greater levels of independence, finding their own strength. That's great. May, how about you? What are some of your moments? Um, well, I guess I always remember different things at different times of my life or different stages of my life. So I would just share one thing, uh, which is more of seeing the three of them cre creating that special memory for themselves and the bond that they have. Yeah. So they have this thing that the three of them will share when we go away for holiday or in any strange place. So I have this photo of them on my iPad, actually. We were in Fangare in the middle of, you know, like just a, a break a journey for our morning tea. They will go sit in the bench and they'll do the funny faces, you know, the pose. <laughs> so they always have that. And even on Wenche's graduation day, they were like, let's do that. <laughs> it's like that born there is just so beautiful yeah, as a mom when you see the three kids, you know, so doing good. that kind of amazing. Like it's the same thing, like a silly picture. Yeah. But it's there, it's theirs, you know, yeah. to own. And it's so lovely to have that. That is yeah. so good. Yeah. So seeing, the, seeing these kids that have been part of your family for all this long. Yeah. And, and actually they still love each other. They're yes. still with each yeah. other. And I think, isn't that such a beautiful picture in terms of these memorable moments? You know, if, if the heart of God towards us is the same uh, as the heart of a father or the heart of a mother, what powerful lessons for us? Why does God comfort us? Because God wants us to continue to be able to step out, overcome challenges that are in front of us. And I love what, what May shared, because while God wants us to continue to grow and step out and courage and overcome things, he still wants us to be together as a family. Amen? He still wants us as the church to be together as a family and to love and appreciate that. So parenting has its highs and lows, uh, and you've shared some of the highs. Can you tell us about one of the tough moments in life as a mum and how you got through that? Okay, I think I'll share that one. Um, that's when I think the church and having a strong husband who was anchored in the law helped me through that because I had to go through a life-threatening illness, wow. and it wasn't easy. But I always had that peace from God, which up to today, I can never explain it. Mm. It's like what the Bible says, you know, peace that surpasses understanding. Because all this while, at the back of my mind, I know that the whole church is praying for me. And honestly, it's been like the connect group. Every Sunday, my kids will come home with bags of food to support us. Wow. Yeah, and, and likewise, England's colleague, but the Lord has been so faithful. He has given a verse to Enlong, the promise that continue, in Psalms 37, continue to do good, and you will live in the land mm. of you know, plenty. Mm. And, and, yeah. So there's always been our anchor. Like, we, we can't do it without the Lord. I mean, yeah. like, honestly, I don't know how. Yeah. 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 That's why sometimes when I reflect back, I'm like, how did my mom do it all by herself? Yeah. You know, Amazing. with not another person supporting her? Yeah. yeah so I'm actually very blessed with a husband who's like strong in the Lord. So girls, if you're looking for a husband, look for one that's strong in the Lord. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Mag. Preach it. That's so good. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Fantastic. Mags. Um, yep. So I haven't really liked school. I didn't like school. Um, so sending Zeke to school was like, ah, I don't want to send him to school. Can I homeschool him? You know, like hovering over him like, I don't want him to get bullied or hurt. So I had my own fears and, you know, anyway, ended up sending him to school, um, which is great. But just this year, his second year in, um, turned up to pick him up one day and, of course, got uh, speaking to from the teacher that there'd been some, like, bullying happening towards my son so I was like inside ah! 
<laughs> like, take him and let's run away. No, or like, where's that kid? And let me talk to the parents. <laughs> Sorry, that's just me inside. But oh. yeah, um, I didn't do that. I was like, okay, yeah, got this. Um, but man, that was a real tough one because like everything that I was scared to happen to my son actually happened and I was like, oh, you know. But we, um, admittedly, I didn't know what to do because I didn't know how I would, I just don't know the answers sometimes. <laughs> I just do what I know. Um, so we went back home and I didn't know what to do so we just sat there and I, we prayed together and I asked God to help us. Yeah. Um, then right. I came up with a brilliant solution to tell him to stay away from the boy and you can't play with him again. <laughs> Which I, don't, I think that was maybe not from God, but more me. So I went to school the next day and told the teacher that. Um, and then throughout that day, I was like, oh, I just, just don't know, God, how to deal with this. I, I'm not sure if I'm really dealing with this. The wisest thing. I just don't know what to do. Um, so I uh, got an idea to call up the parenting place they have a great service, the parenting place here. Um, amazing um, place to go to. I highly recommend it to anybody. So Joseph and I both agreed that we didn't know what we were doing <laughs> and we needed help. So they've got a coaching service. We called them up and we had a coach talk with us within a week. And within one hour of like telling her this, the story and, and everything, I learned so much about myself and like I thought I was going in to deal with that problem but she basically just handed me like this big treasure box of like <laughs> ways to, to to specifically for our son how to deal with um, the things that were happening with him um, not just with that bullying but with life in general and um, yeah that was just a big encouragement just to again not to be scared to face those things so good but you know, God has always got more for us and we can always grow. Come on. Even though it's hard. Can I just honour you, Mags? I think to be able to sit here and say and to admit to everyone that you have moments where you don't have a clue what to do, which actually, if we're honest, is all of our experience. Amen. All of our experience. We all find that. But how, what a great lesson for us. So when you hit that point, actually, there are great resources out there. There are people you can call up. There are people you can gather around. I think you went to the Lord, you prayed about it. I just, I love that. I think that, is, that alone is a great take-home for all of us. You know, I don't care who you are, where you're from. Whatever you're doing in life, you are going to hit moments when you don't know what to do. And guess what? It's okay. Welcome to the rest of us. Nice to have you on board, you know what I mean? And then go and make some phone calls and find some answers because the answers are out there. That's beautiful. Thanks, Marks. Lizzie, how about you? So, um, I think for me... Um, you know, as a parent, you're kind of just doing your best, right? So um, sometimes your best works really well with one child and not so well with another. Mm. And when you have four of them, chances are you're not going to get it right all the time. So what Mike and I have discovered that there have been seasons um, as, how, as our children have grown up to adulthood where for a particular season, um, one parent is kind of um, bucking, <laughs> butting heads with, one of the kids and it's all natural normal stuff it's all about you know kids growing up and and parents trying to you know get it right with the skills they've got or not got or whatever and so we've had seasons where we've kind of leant into that and gone you know what um, for this season you know this parent and this 
um, delicious child are kind of butting heads a little bit. So the other parent, um, you might have, you might have to help me with this, Mike. But the other parent kind of sort of leans in and does a bit more of a hands-on, and the other one sort of pulls back a little bit to allow that to happen because they're butting heads. Um, and we've found in seasons that um, you know one of us leans more in and one of us leans more away, and we found it really helpful in terms of our parenting. So that whole sharing parenting role, which obviously works when there's two of you, because obviously we've got lots of parents here where actually there's just one of you bringing up your kid, and I know you're doing an incredible job with that. Um, and that's where, I guess, community also plays a part. Uh, but for Mike and I, an experience that we've had... Um, we've had to kind of the ebbs and flows of life um, we've had to there's been seasons where um, Mike's been much more instrumental in the decision making with teenagers and what's happening and stuff with one and I have been with another um, and that's just been to, to help that to realise that we as broken vessels as parents are bringing the best of who we are but we aren't doing it perfectly so having a bit of grace for us in our parenting role and in in recognizing that that that's happening does that is that does that yeah, is, perfect. I totally oh, do you agree. want to add anything to that no, I, think, I think that's been very difficult <laughs> got my so, four delicious children sort of here they're going oh. <laughs> i think that's been particularly difficult for me because i felt like i've got to be i've got to be like the dad like i've got to be the dad for all of our kids i've got to be the source of wisdom and all those sorts of things but there are seasons when actually if i'm clashing with one of our kids i actually I, there's no point me just keeping on doing that. So we've had times it's like, okay, Lizzie, you take the lead in this season with this child and I'll take the lead in this season with this child. And it's, it's en enabled us to, you know, like what Marg was talking about, when you come into a situation and actually something's happening, it's got nothing to do with the situation, it's actually all your junk, you know, from your past. And we all have that. And so just be able to be able to recognize seasons and to delegate different things in different seasons and to team do the thing as a team has been so helpful for us. And that's where, again, we want to honour every single mum, single dad here who's doing an extraordinary job. Honour your mum, mate, uh, having a deal with those sorts of things. That is, that's quite an extraordinary thing. And maybe even honour those people that maybe you have sons and daughters that aren't your own, but you've taken that role in their life to help them a little bit on the journey. You know, we want to honour you as well because we recognise that sometimes when, you know, mum's not there or dad's not there, others come in and fill those roles and that's really Correct. important too yeah well look as we come to a close ladies i just like you maybe can you share uh share one final thing with all of us here today from your life from your mom from your wisdom you can share uh, maybe how your relationship with god has helped you or a key scripture or maybe some advice that you'd like to give to us here on mother's day uh, what's what are just a couple of your final thoughts as we wrap up today I think for me, um, I just want to say, you know, when I became a mum, which next week will be 20 years ago, I know, 20 years ago, amazing. So I remember when I became a mum, I was so excited, it was an incredible thing, but I was also tremendously overwhelmed by the responsibility of it. And I can remember going along to Plunkett, and after four weeks I was bottle feeding, and I can remember the stigma around that and how um, I was made to feel that that wasn't okay. Um, and I can remember sort of as a new mum kind of feeling like, oh, I'm not getting it all right. And so I think if the, I, I just want to give a, a piece of advice to new mums or to young mums to say, you've just got to walk to your own beat. You've actually wow. just got to find Great. the way you're going to parent because actually you are the expert on your own life. And, um, 
you know, people will come with lots of ideas and there'll be lots of ideas and there'll be lots of different ideas, but you just, you know your child, you know who you are and what your capacity is and how you kind of best roll. Um, and I would encourage you to find your own way and not seek to compare yourself with the other mums that are doing the lots of coffee dates and all the activities. If that's not working for you, then find your own way. Um, that's best for you because as you are the best, mum that you can be and this goes right through all the years is you just actually are yourself then your your daughters and your sons are going to look at you and and want to be themselves as well but when we're trying to walk to somebody else's beat then it's just all a bit awkward Great. we we need to find our own way um that's my advice Great. thanks elizabeth that's awesome margaret gonna remember that one thank you um yeah oh Good delegation. Uh, that was great delegation. Right. Pass the ball. Um, yeah, as a parent, there's always this challenge of you know how do you bring up our children to be in the world but not off the world. So and and it is a really tough world out there. So just two things that I would encourage mums to do is to build to, to affirmation and resilience really to affirm them all the time. And in affirming them, also name the behavior. Don't just say, oh, good girl. Just, and Elizabeth is doing that really well. She's like, good eating, I'm wrong. Or good manners. And you know, name it. And then likewise, if it's a negative behavior, don't say bad boy or naughty boy. Just say, I don't like the way you snatched the toy. So then it kind of, you have that positive reinforcement when you're praising them and affirming them and building them. Mm -hmm. and build their resilience because if they're secure in themselves when they go out there so for me it's like um ar you know affirmation resilience for er's in, in in cases of emergency remedies that's when they actually fall back on that i can do this you know i've been you know brought up to do that and i was so proud when actually it was Yichong, he came back really early. Uh, he started university because he went straight into second year, so he wasn't even 18. He came home so early. And I used to tell my students this story as well because binge drinking is a huge issue in our country, especially among young people. So I tell them this story as well. He came home so early. I said, why are you home so early? He said, well, the lecturer cut the, you know, finished the lecture early and they all went to the bar. I'm not even 18, I can't go to the bar. He just came home. I was like, you're a second year, you can just pretend that you're 18, you know, but at the moment, my mom was like, yes, that's my son, I'm yeah, so proud of you, you know. So good, yeah. so good. So, so I guess if you build them up, when they have to make those hard decisions, they will make the right decisions. That's yeah. Great. So, yeah, that's, great. that's what you, I just want to share. Fantastic advice, that's absolutely wonderful. Marks, you got anything you want to add at the end? Okay, yeah, I do. Um, I think it's not just for mums, but for, for all of us but um, specifically because it's Mother's Day. Um, it's obviously in any relationship, life is confronting and hard at times, but God is, um, like Jesus didn't just die for our sins, he rose again. And I think that's um, the main thing that encourages me every day. If I feel like I've stuffed up, you know, um, or I haven't done the mothering thing right today, or I've raised my voice when I didn't want to, I did it again um, but there can be a chance when we think that that's the end like is that like how do I carry on like this I've stuffed it up for my kids or just with anyone even if you don't have children um, 
but that's the beauty of knowing Jesus is, is that he rose again and um, that's my encouragement to you and to myself is that every time we face that that we are encouraged to rise each time so good so good thanks Mace. come on can we give him a hand Now, ladies, before you go, I'm going to ask you to stand. And uh, I just wanted, I don't want to take a moment. I want to honor these ladies, but I want to honor these ladies uh, on behalf of every lady that's here. You know, one of the great privileges I had when we were traveling in India uh, and in Sri Lanka is because sometimes I get to speak, I get to say what I want, which is kind of nice. And uh, I was able, uh, every place that I spoke, to take a moment and to speak to the ladies. And, you know, some cultures are not as amenable to ladies being involved in, in various areas. And I was able to take a moment to honor the ladies. You know, the Bible says in the book of Acts that in the final days, God pours his spirit out on all flesh, on his sons and his daughters. And his sons and his daughters will prophesy. And you know what? Our women have got to bring their voice because the Spirit of God is on them. God has anointed the ladies in the house to speak prophetically, to bring the good news, to bring and correct and rebuke and encourage. And if our ladies don't have a voice, then half of our church is silent. Half of the world is silent. And I'm just so privileged to be able to sit here with these ladies today and hear the lessons that they can bring to us and to hear what, what a challenge it is to be a mum. And I just love your transparency and I'm so honoured by your honesty because I know as a man, generally speaking, us guys, we struggle to do that as well as you do. So thank you. Thank you for today. Tim, I'm going to ask you just to reach out your hands. I want to pray for these three. A wonderful woman today. Mighty God, we thank you, Lord. God, I thank you, Lord, that when you made man, God, I, it was a great first run. But when you made woman, you really got it right. God, I know there's something special about a woman. And I just thank you, Lord, for these three mothers here today, representing all of our mothers. God, we recognize, Lord, that we are not the same without the voice, without the influence, without the love of a woman in our lives, Lord. And I just pray your blessing, Lord, on May, on Margs, on Liz, and on every woman here. God, I thank you that you have a purpose and a passion for every woman that you created. God, you have something for them to bring to this world that us guys just simply don't bring. God, you made them uniquely and powerfully, and I thank you, Lord. I give you glory today, God, for every woman in the house, God, and for these women up here. Lord, we ask your blessing, your rich blessing on their lives, on their relationships, and on their children. We thank you today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Can we please give our ladies a hand today? Thank you, ladies. You guys are absolutely spectacular. You can take your seats. So we're going to finish our service today with one final song. So come on, church, let's get to our feet. Let's praise the Lord again. I, I encourage you as we take a few moments now just to worship God again, I encourage you to reflect on some of the things that we've heard that have been shared today. What is it from today's message that you can take away? What is it that you need to do to honor the women, the mothers, the daughters in your life? Because I'm telling you, God has a special purpose for them, a powerful place in our society. And as a church, we have got to champion them more than anybody else. Amen. So come on, let's worship the Lord. As we do that, we're going to take up our offering. We're going to pass the bags around right now. Uh, we're just going to just bless the Lord with our giving. 
If you're a first time visitor, then uh, if you've filled out the Connect card, you can put it in the offering bag as it goes around. If you want to be baptized, if you want to get involved in a small group, if you want to join one of our dream teams and serve, then fill it out on one of the Connect cards near your seat right now, and you can put that in the offering bag as it goes around as well. But come on, let's lift our voices. Let's honor the Lord. Let's allow the Spirit to speak to us. Let's be filled again. This is the day that you have made. Whatever comes, I won't complain. For all my hope is in your name. And now your joy awaits my praise. I give thanks for all you have done. And I will sing of your mercy and your love. Your love is unfailing. Lord, I am grateful. I give thanks for all you have done. I won't forget all the battles you have won. Your love is unfailing. Lord, I am grateful. Lord, I am grateful. Lord, I am grateful. Mighty God, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for all the women in our lives, God. We take this day, this one day out of all of the year, God, to honor the ladies in our lives, Lord. And we pray your blessing upon them in Jesus' name. Father, watch over us as we go. God, use our words, God, to build others up. God, we thank you, Lord, that you have a purpose for us and we're here to make a difference. We love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen and amen. So look, honestly, find a way today to honour the ladies in your life. Ladies, if you want to sign up for Replenish, you can see Liz at the table out there, or you can go to the info area and sign up. Guests, if you go here out of the auditorium and hang a sharp lift, left, there's our guest area. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to buy you free coffee. So please swing by for a couple of minutes and say good day. We love you guys. We start our Supernatural series next week. Don't miss it. And our Sri Lanka offering. So come prepared. You guys are awesome. Have a great week. God bless you.